Welcome back to the Beerly Hockey Podcast, Puckheads, presented by Beerly Sports. I'm your host, Phil Razor, and I'm here with always asshole Bettman Aaron Kinney and never Bettman Nate McBride. Folks, boys, girls, everyone else, I know you have tuned in for playoff analysis and debate, but tonight we are going to go the fuck off regarding the NHL and the bullshit draft lottery. Boys, I don't know if beer's going to cut it tonight. Have we all switched to the hard stuff at this point? Dude, I've just crushed, like, four beers since in, like, 45 minutes. Just uh, did yeah, a, little, a little hit with our friends over the Soda Pod, some live lottery reaction. Um, real sad there. Not, not great vibes in the atmosphere in that one. Uh, not only from... Us not winning it, but also nobody wanted Chicago to win it. And then we got into some Bruins first round loss with uh, their boy Spoke Z, prospect guy. Uh, just a, a completely dismal atmosphere in the air at the moment, I have to say. Dude, everything had gone chalk. Let's just, let, let's, you know, talk about 16 through 1 and then we'll get into thoughts and opinions, shall we? Everything went to chalk up to number three. Calgary, then Nashville, and then Pittsburgh. Buffalo at 13. Ottawa at 12, which then goes over to Arizona because it wasn't a top five pick. So uh, Arizona takes that pick from Ottawa in the Jacob Chikrin trade. Vancouver at 11. St. Louis at 10. Detroit at 9. Washington at 8. They ended an eight-year playoff run. They will be rewarded with the eighth overall pick. Philadelphia at seven. Arizona also has the sixth pick, so they're drafting like the Blue Jackets did last season, six and 12. Montreal ended up at number five. San Jose at number four. And then we have the top three and the fucking controversy in which ESPN, in its spectacular, awful hockey fashion, the worst hockey outlet that has ever existed, ESPN. Bro, hold on, Phil. It's not just hockey. I was just talking to my buddy about this. He said they fuck up every NBA presentation, too. Like, they just can't do broadcasts. Like, for the worldwide (laughs) leader in sports, they can't. The worldwide leader in fuckery. No shit. They then had Kevin Weeks on there hosting this leak going into a commercial, which definitely turned into panic PR mode. Uh, They cut off for a lot of people. A lot of people were cut off and couldn't watch. Despite the commercial break, they were trying to build up the suspense on one through three, where they leaked that Columbus had fallen to number three, which right there, number one, pissed off an entire fan base, but also put the doubt in Anaheim's mind that something fucked up was going on. And sure enough, when they announced the number one overall pick, it went to the Chicago Blackhawks. And boys, there are layers to this onion. There are a lot of layers to this onion, a lot of things that we're going to talk about tonight. Chicago is a franchise that just lost all of its superstars. Jonathan Taze is not going back. They traded away Patty Kane, and they got rid of Alex Dabrinkit and Kirby Doc. You, could have, you know, Kirby Doc, you could have argued, could have been a future piece that they would have kept, but they didn't. They basically sold off all the assets, had a terrible season, and then got rewarded with the number one pick in the draft, an original six team, a big market that they can't have floundering. And now Chicago is going to draft Connor Bedard, 
and the only fan base more jolted than the three of us all wearing Blue Jackets gear tonight is Anaheim. The, the, those two franchises should feel like they got left at the fucking altar, Aaron. It's well. Uh, let me yeah, jump in here real me. quick, Phil. Go just, for it. Just because you know, we, uh, to touch on your point, Phil. You know, again, the Chicago, a team that sold off ninety-nine percent of its valuable assets, had basically nothing to field a decent team this year. Still finished third worst, and they get rewarded from a league that says we, you know, we don't support tanking. What the fuck is that ass-backery bullshit right there? Like, that is such... It's so fucked up. So fucked up. And now, all of a sudden, just because Chicago doesn't have an all-star player, we have to give them one. We gotta get we gotta get a star player in Chicago. Aaron, go off on your point on this one, because I know you made a point earlier, and Bro, it was fucking golden. I just can't believe that, like, Chicago has first-round draft picks after covering up a fucking sexual assault scandal. Like, yep. all... All they did was, like, cover this thing up for years and years. Then it comes out. Um, not obviously going to get into the details of it. Really, really tough situation there. But, like, it, they just completely cover this shit up. It finally comes out, and all they do is ax the GM who needed to be fired anyway and the head coach who'd kind of lost the room. Like, actually, no. Quinville wasn't even working for him. They blamed Quinville, who was not there anymore, and Stan Bowman, who they need to fire anyway because he was a terrible GM, got got rid of Bowman. Quinville was forced to resign from Florida, and nothing else. The franchise did not lose a single draft pick for fucking covering up a sexual assault scandal, and yet Arizona's losing draft picks for testing prospects too early. Like, how the hell does this make any sense whatsoever? doesn't. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And if I'm the NHL right now, if I work, you know, if I work at, you know, for the NHL, I'm sitting here going, we're headquartered out of Toronto, and in the States, it's New York, right? Yep. Toronto's had a number one pick. They got Austin Matthews. New York's had a number one pick. They got Alexi Lafreniere. And neither one of those, I mean, Austin Matthews is a superstar in the league. But Bedard has more hype than him. Bedard's the most hyped player since Connor McDavid. And I don't think that's really a secret. And going into this, the NHL took a step back and went, man, one of our biggest markets that's won three cups that was fucking irrelevant for four decades. I mean, Chicago was blacking out Blackhawks games in the 90s in Chicago. You couldn't yeah. even watch them there. Bro, the years and, before that 2010 know, cup were terrible there. Yeah. And then they won three in five years. And it's like, oh, we can't have them not make the playoffs for like three years. We We want to grow the game. We want to grow the game, but we're not, you know. And honestly, you guys will probably agree with this. I would have been fine with Anaheim having him. Dude, anyone but Chicago, bro. If San Jose jumped us, if fucking Vancouver somehow jumped up 10 spots, that'd be so fun to watch. Like the hometown Vancouver kid up in there. I'm just not trying to watch the Blackhawks get fucking catered to by the league again and, you know, use a draft pick that they shouldn't even have because of their conduct as a franchise to draft a generational talent. You've got McDavid and Edmonton, which I already don't like, and now you got, like, a kid who I was, like, hoping to be the savior of our franchise rooting or playing for 
a scumbag franchise that I like have to root against. It's come on, man. On the hey, NHL's on the NHL's website, it says we're committed to co- we're committed to creating healthy and vibrant communities. Well, you know what? You just created two communities of absolutely disgusted and hate and fans that hate your hate you. This yeah. This is a lot of venting and like throwing shit out there. Like you know, uh, we're we're pretty aggressive here, justifiably so. I, you're getting reaction. Yeah, you're getting a live reaction. I, I think we're all smart enough to know that like there is a very intense lottery system. I I don't know if it's actually legit or not. Everyone claims it is. It's like okay, I'm not gonna say that. I want to see the balls. I don't. Until, I'm not gonna say the they just like can't, well they televised that earlier, but. I, I'm not gonna like sit here just bitch saying we got fucked by the league because they hate Columbus all night. We're still gonna get a very good player. I mean, I, I was just talking to uh, the uh, Soda Pods Wild prospect guy. He absolutely loves Leo Carlson. He said he is like his favorite player in the draft. Obviously, probably outside of Bedard, but he he just loves the fact that he went over, played in an absolute grown men's league as a child basically in Sweden and just ripped it up and he's big bodied he's defensively responsible like we could still get a very good player in this draft it just sucks to see Bedard go to Chicago and maybe Anaheim will fuck up and take Mitchkov and we'll get Fantilli we'll see but it's it's very doom and gloom and angry right now but I think we can take a step back and say the season was not all for naught at least uh, well, the season was all for not anyways because clearly Chicago was going to get number one. Yeah. It feels like Chicago was slated for the number one pick. It really does. And the fact that it was, you know, kind of leaked and there was all this betting craziness an hour beforehand, like who's leaking this shit? Yeah. And, you know, the, the odds lean heavily in Chicago's favor an hour before the draft. And you come out here and then, you know, Kevin Wheat's dumbass, you know, accidentally leaks that oh columbus here's our first chip to fall they go to three and then you cut to a commercial it's just very shady and as soon as they said that i'm like well anaheim's going two now that was absolutely like i feel like i feel like as soon as you heard columbus was going to three you had to know that anaheim was going to get bumped back to two because you didn't necessarily know that Uh, chicago could have won the two pick but the fact that he went on to say as chicago jumps to one like he just threw that shit out there before they even revealed the pick, and it's like, how could they botch this anymore? Like, you already have everyone thinking it's rigged for Chicago, and now you're gonna fuck up the league's professional fucking TV show and release it before Bill Daly flips over the number? Like, come on. Like, you can't, yeah, they you can't script it any worse for ESPN or the league right now. It's Dude, terrible. I feel like there's gotta be, there's gotta be investigations coming from this. There has to be. I. There has to be not because have there's investigations, bro. It's like it's they need over. to because they obviously, obviously they've shown that they they're not honest. They're not honest players. The NHL has shown that they're not honest players in this. Yeah, I mean, I I think they've got enough evidence to support like with the live feed of them like doing the actual number draws with no logos and shit. Like, I I think they can easily beat that case if someone does have an investigation. 
I don't, and they're like the NHL, dude. They're not going to look into themselves. Have we seen how many fucking questionable hits and shit and like failed offside reviews that they've come out later? That's and been why like, it's got to be, that's why it's got to be, that's why it's got to be an outside. It's got to be, like, or who's going to sanction that? Exactly. That's the problem. Yeah. Nobody will. Phil. They're not. Phil, what, what do you got here? What, tell me what you're feeling, buddy. Man, I, I usually try to be the centered guy here, and I know Nate wants to go off on Gary Bettman. And He's a piece of shit. We could do that next. As much beef as I have with Bettman, dude, earlier this year, we had it on ESPN, where they said, who's going to be the next team in New York to win a championship? And they say, the New York Rangers, and Stephen A. Smith and Molly Karam go, that doesn't count. That That's doesn't some count. bullshit, isn't count. it? I saw that shit, bro. They they don't count. Well, tonight, we have Messier and Chelios up there. And they go right to Chelios. Hall of Famer, Blackhawk, forgot 20-plus years. And and Bucigras goes, you got to feel bad for Columbus. And Chelios goes, I'm not even thinking about Columbus right now. I'm so happy for Chicago. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me with that? All you had to do is say, I feel for the Blue Jackets fans, but as a lifelong Blackhawk, I'm I'm excited for Chicago. I can live with that. He just threw it out the window like it was a McDonald's wrapper on Route 66 on a cross-country trip. He couldn't get, have given less of a fuck. And that is a microcosm of how the league and how the media view teams like Columbus the small markets they don't yeah they they hate their small market teams so good luck ever trying to catch a break from them um unless you're a new expansion team in Vegas or Seattle then they're all about you they want you because you're good but if you are the Anaheim Ducks if you're the Columbus Blue Jackets the San Jose Sharks the Philadelphia the the Minnesota Wild the, I, I'd even go out on a limb to say the Philadelphia Flyers. They're uh, not the, gonna, I the think Florida, they're still the pretty Florida good. The Florida Panthers. Yeah. The Florida Panthers. Uh, you know the Carolina Hurricanes. There are you know, and I, the Winnipeg I, Jets. There yeah. are some Canadian markets. Uh, yeah, Winnipeg and Ottawa. I count in here. Vancouver is fringe for me. Oh, Vancouver is a huge market. I think. No, I I, I agree. Canadian markets, I will include Ottawa, and I will include Winnipeg. Um, you could even make an argument for the Buffalo Sabres, too. There are a lot of teams that they just don't give a shit about. And what's going to be super fun is we're going to have Conor Bedard in the fucking Winter Classic in the next two years. And all Absolutely. These you, are bro, be next year. Chicago's got so many goddamn Winter Classics on their resume. It's, they'll have him in there next year. I guarantee it. At least, uh, I think least. they've already said. I think they already said next year's that's, is going to be in Seattle. That, that's what I mean. Like it, the the next year that they haven't announced. Yeah, yep. It'll have it'll have Connor Bedard, and what I feel bad about is obviously I wanted him to be in Columbus very badly. Now I'm going to root against him for no reason. Yeah, I'm going to root against him because of the NHL, not anything he's done. Because I, I'm not going to personally root against him or hate him. I hate the situation that the NHL is putting him in. So now I automatically root against him in Chicago, not personally, but I hope the team sucks. That's how I feel. Right, I hope they suck. I hope they suck with him. 
That's why I root against Edmonton, dude. They got gifted four first round picks in like how many years? Or I mean, first overall picks in how many years? Like, yeah. They they pissed them all away. That Taylor Hall and Ryan Nugent Hopkins were decent players. Neil Yakupov was a bust, and now you got fucking. They're they're like, oh, you know what? Fuck Buffalo. Fuck Arizona. Let's just throw them in Edmonton. That's a a storied historical NHL greatness franchise. Like, come on, man. I'm. Yeah, it's okay. I'm I'm done. I'm yeah, they they don't want to grow. They don't want to grow any other franchises. They gotta keep. They gotta keep their original six plus a couple, and then everybody else can fend for themselves. I I don't think that's true. That they don't want to grow their franchise. I just think they're incompetent at doing so. Look at how hard Gary Bettman has fought to keep Air, the Coyotes in Arizona through all the bullshit top, they've gone through. It's the top, it's a top five growing American city, Aaron. People well, so is Columbus. To- if you're looking at growth numbers, bro. Yeah, Columbus is never going to be a top five population city. Phoenix. Well, we'll yeah, crack yeah, the top but, ten. We'll crack the top just said ten top in the five next growing, couple of years. So, like, our population is growing at the same or greater rate than Phoenix's. So, so now that I live in Charlotte, Charlotte is the city right above Columbus in terms of overall population, mm-hmm. and they're growing at about the same rate. Yeah. Um, there is there is no NHL team in Charlotte. It's in Raleigh in this state. There's a lot of following um, for the Canes here in Charlotte. I don't know how it works with Carolina. Charlotte would be a city that they would look at based on those metrics. Now, with the team already being in this state, I doubt that it, one would be put here. But Major League Baseball is looking at putting a franchise here, and nobody's even competed with the Atlanta Braves in the you know in this market ever. So they do take into account cities that are growing. That's why Bettman loves to hump Phoenix, because it's a massively growing city. It's going to crack top five by the time it's all said and done. And it's, it's a good weather town that people want to move to. And hockey is a sport that a lot of people don't grow up with. So when they move, it's the perfect transplant sport. And I think the NHL knows that. I think they know that. That's why it's taken off in Vegas and Seattle so well. Because nobody's from there. They all move there. Yeah, I mean... Okay. I yeah, I'm not gonna get into arguments over city size and why they put teams where. I just like I, I think you can say that like they want the entire league to grow. They want every market to grow because it makes them more money. But they're going to prioritize all their growth resources to the big markets because that's mm-hmm. the easiest, quickest satisfaction to get a return on investment. And then they yep. they're just not executing correctly. To to grow the entire thing would be far more profitable, but if you just see like that instant quarterly increase short term from like investing in the big ones it's like okay like this is what moves the fucking needle let's go so that's yeah that's the problem there it's it's the lack of the long-term vision of growth rather than just oh we we want all the small markets to shrink it's just like short-term execution basically it's not a new thing either forcing gretzky to go to la was such an obvious market grab well, not just that, but like the Oilers needed money, bro. They were like, yeah. like it's not like Edmonton was like, oh, let's go sacrifice Gretzky for the growth of the league. It was like, we are fucking broke, and the Kings are willing to buy this player from us. Like, yeah, it, there no, was know, a like, massive sum of money involved in that trade. Yes, there was. It could have gone anywhere. 
It could have gone an original six. It could have gone anywhere. They wanted to grow the game in L.A., so. Well, yeah, but, like, got... that's why L.A. probably made the offer. I'm just not. I'm just saying that Edmonton wasn't, like, turning down offers from other teams for no, L.A. No, I, I, I didn't think they were. I thought it was kind of like, we're going to push it this way, and we're going to, you know, they're going to pay you the most money, so take that deal. Hmm. That's what I think happened with Gretzky. I think it makes sense. Because he didn't end his career there. He ended up going to St. Louis in New York. Mm-hmm. You know, he ended up going. And St. Louis, you know, didn't win a cup forever. But they had some great teams in their early years. And they've always had a good fan base. So yeah. it made sense. Then the Rangers are an original six team. But if you look recently. He never really clicked in I St. Thought Louis was, either. Like, he wasn't no, himself. He no. I think it's bullshit, too. Um, Seattle should have had the number one overall pick. No questions asked. You're an expansion team. You should have the number one pick. I mean, I think that's that's yeah, fair. Yeah, un- under that, under that logic, like yeah, every expansion team should have had the number one overall pick over every year. Mm-hmm. So like, Agreed. Vegas should have. We should have. Blah blah blah. But I mean, Maddie Beneers is still a hell of a consolation prize there at second for Seattle. Of course. Yeah. Of course. That's a that's a that's a big win. Yeah. No, I mean I. I, I agree with what you're saying, Aaron. I, I just think it's it's bullshit. They should have the ability to choose whatever player they want. They're the new team. I think yeah. it's the most fair. Um, another thing I wanted to kind of just whatever. Look at how many times original six teams have had the number one pick recently. And then look at historic teams as well. Because Pittsburgh wouldn't be the Pittsburgh Penguins had Lemieux and Yager not been incredible, right? But even if Lemieux and Yager were there and never won a cup, there's no way on God's green earth they're getting Crosby, Malkin, and Flurry. It's not happening. Yeah. That Pittsburgh took off with the game of hockey when they got relevant with those two, you know, Hall of Famers in the early 90s. And then when they were in the doldrums and almost, you know, had to move to Quebec City and Lemieux bailed them out, the NHL was like, this is bad for us. That is a city that loves its hockey. They support it when it's good. We got to get them back up to speed. And that's exactly what they're doing with Chicago right now. After Michael Jordan, that city was in the doldrums of, oh, fuck. You know, our winter sports aren't good. The Bears don't win anything. You know, the Cubs have won one World Series in 116 years. You know, nobody's a White Sox fan. Sorry, Southsiders. It's just a fucking fact. So you look at that city, and for the, what, third biggest city in America, second biggest city in America, I don't know. If L.A. or Chicago is bigger now, I have no idea. I think but L.A. is because they count the suburbs. Okay, so for a top, we'll, we'll say a top three city size in America and market size in America, you know, they don't win a lot. And then, you know, here comes along Patty Kane, and they get, you know, they get Jonathan Taze, and they, you know, they build a good roster, and they go out and win three cups. And now it's like, oh, man, we got to get them back because that market is bought in again. Yeah. It's... I, I get what you're saying. I would also put forth the argument of Detroit, though, because, like, those fuckers haven't had a first overall pick in a long-ass time. Like, they've had success, like, in the early to mid-2000s, but, like, one of the reasons that the uh, draft rules, like, the lottery stuff has taken on a new deal is because Steve Eiserman was so upset after they got fucked out of, like, a top-five pick last time. I mean, Detroit has been getting screwed in the draft lottery as well, and they're an original six. I, I agree, Aaron. The one thing I will say, the Nate, I want to hear your Batman rant. Sorry, we've been going at it back and forth. I want to say this, Aaron. Detroit not only has eleven cups; they've won them. 
they've won obviously many in a row, but they've also won some sporadically. The 07-08 Cup kind of came out of nowhere. They were a good team, and they had a bunch of talent, but they hadn't really been in that position frequently. And they're the last. Oh, I think they've been now. contenders for a while. That was back when they still had uh, Lidstrom and yeah. fucking. Uh, like they but they I'm, were still like formidable. The NHL had the previous two champions, Stanley Cup champions though, Anaheim and Carolina. Yeah. So to have Detroit back, it was like okay, Detroit's back. We got one, and then the next year, who wins it? The Penguins in the final against yeah. Detroit. Yeah, exactly. Det- Detroit so was Detroit like a sustainable back. force. They were back to back Cup finals, but which yeah, is why? Yeah, which is why I don't think they've had a number one pick in a while. Because they've proven they don't necessarily need it to build yeah. success. I don't know, though, dude. I, I think, like, if you're going to say, hey, we, we're going to, like, favor the original six, it's, like, it's got to be consistent across the board. Come up for water. Come up for air, guys. Come on. Yeah, Detroit's the... <laughs> All right, let's Detroit's go, Nate. Bettman. Nate, Jesus. give me Gary Bettman slander. Crucify him. Well, first of all, tell me how this guy's been in office for 30 years. 30 fucking years this guy has been the commissioner of the NHL. That is absolutely fucking awful. Like, that's worse than set bladder with FIFA. That is terrible. You know that there's so much under-the-table dealings going on with this guy. You know he's fixing this league out to no fucking end. And here's another proof tonight of him fixing this league to help their big market fucking teams. They just want to have all their big-name guys in the big markets. They don't give a fuck about their small markets. You, know, I guarantee you that this draft order was selected the day after the regular season was done. There was no fucking lottery ever done. Gary wrote it out on a little piece of paper. Chicago, and hell, he might have been at a fucking hotel and wrote it on a little bar napkin. Chicago, Anaheim, Columbus. Right there. He knew the entire time that we weren't going to get the number one pick. He knew we weren't even going to get two. Fuck this guy. He is the literal epitome of collusion and fixing his own fucking league. He does absolutely nothing to help the city of Columbus and their franchise. All he does is repeatedly, time and again, fuck us in the ass. He doesn't care about us as a franchise. So, there's no point. I mean... Fuck it, dude. We could have absolutely tanked our way through this season and we wouldn't have gotten the number one overall pick. Doesn't matter. We could have had 50 points. We wouldn't have gotten the number one overall pick. Bro, I still just think that, like, you and I were talking earlier, it should be like the NFL. Like, just go to the order that people finish. Because, as we said, like, players don't tank, coaches don't tank. You have the Houston Texans, like, laying it all on the line to win the last game of the season to screw their franchise out of the top pick in the draft. Like, players and coaches don't tank. You can't, like, force a team to be dead last. So just let it play out. Have last place, draft first. Like, just make it fucking simple. The lottery is not doing what it was intended to do. Chicago still tanked, and Chicago still got the first overall pick. Like, it's just make it cut and dry. Last place gets first. Second to last gets second. Like your your intended consequence of like fixing this quote unquote tanking problem, it carries no merit. So just like make it a simple last to first. 
Yeah, there's no there's no evidence. There's no evidence to support the fact that this prevents tanking. Yeah. I what if you did what if you did and you could do it like the NFL, but the NFL still fucks it up too. The difference between the NFL and the NBA and the NHL is the number of games. NFL players have a very short shelf life. There's no minor leagues. It's very hard to look at an NFL franchise, you know, for you dress forty five or forty six guys, I can't remember right now. Fifty two. Fifty two. There's 53 on the active roster, but only like 45 or 46 dress weekly. Is a, that's what I mean? I can't remember which number it is, but because um, you gotta have you have healthy scratches and injuries that you know get put on the healthy scratch list. It's hard to look at that many guys in the face and go, "You may have three years of this, so we're gonna have you throw a game." It's a lot easier in the NHL, the NBA, to just rest guys for a week, have unlimited roster sizes at the end of the year, and shit pump your AHLers in there. Downside of that is they try really hard because they're all trying to make it in the league. Yeah. Way to avoid that. Way to avoid that in both leagues. NFL, it's decided by the end of week 17, so week 18 is irrelevant. You could just you could get rid of it that way. And then in the NHL, when April starts, cuts off, that's it. The last 10 games, last eight games, whatever, are irrelevant. Wherever your team stands right now, that's where you are. And if you are in a playoff position and fall out of a playoff position, then you can flip, you know, flip flop. You could do like a lottery for those teams. If you're in the hunt come the end and you fall out like an Ottawa this year, for example, Ottawa was, you know, in a playoff spot for a while, then fell out, then back in, then fell out. You, I'm okay with, you can flip, you know, you could have like a bottom five or whatever, four lottery of where those teams get to draft. Cause 12 through 16, the odds of that guy playing 100 NHL games, let alone becoming a Hall of Famer, are astronomically low. So I think you should be able to finalize the teams that are finishing in the bottom, call it right there. When April starts, bam. Now you can just do whatever you want in the month of April. Call, you know, you have unlimited roster sizes anyways. You get dudes coming in from undrafted out of Colorado College coming in to play for the Blue Jackets. This guy was playing in the playoffs know, you do. I mean not in the regular season. You're still limited on rosters in the regular season. They're not not after the trade deadline you're not. No no uh, you can have as many guys We no, we would have to call. look at that because No no Aaron it's kinda like how baseball used to be with the forty man. Hmm. You can have as many dudes as you want on the on the active roster you just can only dress so many per night. It's why in like April when your team's out of playoffs you see like 10 names on that list instead well, of the three that you're allowed regular season. We'll, we'll have to see because I, I know there's a limit on the number of contracts you can have in your franchise. We'll, we'll it, revisit this it, in the offseason. That's fine. If a guy's on a two-way, he's eligible to come up and down anytime after the trade deadline. But either way, um, the whole the point is you have more roster flexibility. So instead of a tank to the end, shitty product to end the season – which also, in turn, you know, deters those teams from trying against teams trying to make playoffs. What if the Blue Jackets had gone out there against the Penguins, the game we didn't want them to win, and they ended up winning, and we all went batshit crazy on the pod? What if they had lost that game 6 nothing, and they put in a Pierre-Luc Dubois-style effort, you know? And then Pittsburgh gets in over Florida. We don't have this Florida run, and I doubt this Pittsburgh. So, I, we and we can't we can't prove that. We'll never know. It's all speculation. But do you guys think Pittsburgh would have been doing what Florida's doing right now? No, I, I think not they, at all. I think they had just as good a chance. You have guys like Crosby, Malkin, Latang that turn it up for the playoffs. I, 
I don't know. I I'm not I'm not going to speculate on which teams could get in the playoffs and like go on a run. My 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 big thing as to why here's my here's been my key to Florida's success that I've seen thus far, and I saw it in I saw it in the last series with Boston, and I'm seeing it again here in this Toronto series. Florida is really good at dragging good teams down to their shitty level and then beating them at that game. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, right. I mean, you you saw this, you saw this in the Boston series, and you're seeing it again here. Because the like teams that would normally have very crisp passing, they're like they're not connecting on just simple passes. Yeah. They're not able to, you know, hold zone time. I, I mean, yeah, you've got a hot. You they're facing a hot goalie, but it's you're, I you're don't totally know. right, and that's a beautiful transition in this Florida Toronto series. Like, yeah. I cannot believe the amount of pressure. It's it's honestly reminiscent. Oh, Jack Eichel fucking just hammered one. Vegas up fucking th- four to one now, dude. Edmonton not looking great. Anyway, that series is a pendulum. Yeah, it's, it's back and forth, dude. Back and forth action. When Vegas isn't taking a ton of penalties, man, they are electric. Um, okay, anyway, though, uh, like, Florida, they just break teams, it seems like. Like you said, Nate, they're in their grill. They're making them not complete passes and stuff. And, like, Toronto last night, oh, my God, man. They were just as soft as soft can be. Toronto should have won game two. Sergei Bobrovsky bailed out the Panthers time and time again. But you look at the fucking... The way that they're executing against the Panthers right now, they just look lost, lackadaisical, and broken. Like their will is just gone. They're tired of going in on the four check and winning pucks back. They're tired of having their D get hammered as they try to retrieve pucks for breakouts, man. They are just tired of this playoff hockey that they never thought they'd get this far in. The second round's fucking hard, man. That's a good ass team you're playing that just beat another good team. And Toronto is not looking like they're up for the task right now. They might get swept in this series. Florida, they're the only fan Florida base wants it more, man. That's all. They just want. Oh it yeah, more. Toronto's the only fan base matter than Columbus and Anaheim right now. Yeah, they're they were like yeah. throwing a party, man. They were throwing such a party. We finally made it out the first round. Monkeys off the back. Guess what? A team that just beat the best team in the entire league in the regular season is coming at you. And they are not given an inch. I'll tell you. I mean, and you know what, Sergey, all that time that Bobrovsky spent chilling out this season, not playing, he's got all the energy in the world to fucking be a hot goalie in the in the playoffs. You're right, dude. He he's always been a guy that needs like consistent treatment and training, and like he's he's not a very big dude. Like he he literally sweats out like ten fucking pounds in a game, bro. He's he's a dude, and he's getting up there in age. He needs, like, a little bit of time off to, like, find his shit again. It, he He's had, like, there's a history back when the Blue Jackets actually fired their athletic trainers um, where, like, he would, like, work himself too hard. Like, he because he's just, like, a monster in the gym, dude. He'll, like, not go off the squat rack until you force him to. And so they they really dedicated to, like, trying to get him the rest that he needs and, like, mitigating how hard he wants to train to have him hold up for runs like this. And it's worked out brilliantly. 
and having Alex Lyon give him those games off late in the season because he honestly wasn't performing well, I think that's made a huge difference in his performance that we've seen in this postseason. 100%. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we could talk about the, uh, the other series on Thursday because honestly, the ranting has drained all of us in yeah. this episode. We were all... We're all so fucking mad right now. So, guys, go on Twitter, at Beerly Hockey. Uh, let us know. Obviously, we referenced uh, Edmonton and uh, Vegas. It's a pendulum. It's back and forth. Uh, um, Carolina and New Jersey is just a 2-1 to one series. Carolina's favorite, just all blowouts. Um, you know, the Devils had two goals in the first two games combined and then dropped eight on them on Sunday. So just like in the fucking and- first round, bro. Just like in the it first is. round. It is. So, you know, we got to... We got a crazy one there. We obviously talked a little bit about Florida and, uh, you know, in Toronto. You can tell our brains are fried. We've been screaming all night. And then, uh, you know, also, you know, out, out west, we got Dallas and Seattle. And Seattle won 7-2 on Sunday night. Uh, you know, home team getting a win. So, um, you know, we joked that Seattle can't win at home, but they took care of it last night. So game four will be interesting to see how Dallas responds. We got some great series going on, and they'll be further on down the line on Thursday. Make sure you go follow us at Beerly Hockey on Twitter, like I just said. Beerly Sports on Instagram. Go check it out. And, guys, we have, drum roll, please, new T-shirts, boys. All right, no drum rolls. That's fine. Oh, yeah, um, <laughs> no, it's Energy, uh, energy gone, yeah, dude. Gone. I, know, I, know. I am hyper I'm for also new shirts, looking, though, I'm... Phil. Those are dope. I am also looking. I'm also looking at the fact that Chicago has, in the next three years, the Chicago Blackhawks have two first-round picks in 23 through 25. This year, they have four second-round picks and two third-round picks. I don't even want so, to bro. Yeah. I, I'm so sick. Guys, we have the new the new T-shirts, by the way, folks. For those uh, listening, if you want to buy one, we appreciate it. If you have a friend that is a Blue Jackets or an Anaheim Ducks fan, we have. Batman hates us t-shirts in both blue jackets and ducks colors with the barely hockey logo on the back on the upper back part um right on like you know where your neck meets your back there we got the logo on the back uh, of that but yeah Batman hates us on the front fuck you gary Batman, for rigging the draft buy those send them out support us we really appreciate it um we drum those up tonight shout out to trev for helping us out as always Producer Trev, go listen to Barely Football and Barely Hoops. He's on there. He's great. Uh, but he threw those together for us tonight, so I had to give him a quick shout-out on those new T-shirts because I am definitely going to be buying one and wearing the ever-loving fuck out of it. Um, that will wrap up this episode of Barely Hockey. We had to get on here and scream and rant and complain. So, Aaron, do you have any final thoughts? Yes. Um, you mentioned the Seattle-Dallas series. This is following the same exact script that their first round did against Minnesota. Tight fucking loss in overtime in game one. It, it wasn't a blowout as much on the scoreboard, but it was a blowout in time of possession and just generally outplaying them. Win in game two. Get blown out in game three. I'm predicting a close Dallas Stars win on the next game four tomorrow. And I'm thinking the final score is going to be like either a 3-2 or a 4-2. And Dallas, you know, just starts to take control of the series like they did in the last one. Book it. Love it. Take it to the bank, folks. Nate, what do you got? Final thoughts? Fuck Gary Batman. Fuck the NHL. Just fuck them all. I love it. I love it. So, 
That'll wrap up this episode of the Barely Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Phil Razor. For Aaron Kinney and Nate McBride, Barely Hockey. Pairs well, Bruce. Hell of a broadcast, boys. Fuck the Hawks. <laughs>